Hello and welcome to Gaming Times, your weekly video game podcast about... About gaming life. I am one of your hosts, Isaac, and I'm joined by Patrick. What's happening, man? How have you been? We we were we were out. Uh, both of us had got real tied up last week. How, how have you been doing? I've been doing, doing pretty good. Uh, super busy. Oh, so I hit my mic there a little bit. Uh, super busy as always. Uh, but yeah, I went out to see some family, spent some time with some family last weekend, and then essentially came right back and kept on working. I definitely need to probably work in a, uh, you know, a day, a vacation from a vacation day, you know, like a day <laughs> off to just kind of breathe, take your breath, do your laundry, you know, things like that. But yeah, been doing well. Uh, unfortunately, haven't been playing that too many, too many video games uh, recently. Uh, I'll go, I remember a couple of nights ago, I was like, yeah, like I'll just, I'll just lay in bed and play my switch. And I fell asleep like almost instantly. But, oh man! <laughs> yeah, pretty solid, man. Pretty solid. Um, excited for some movies to come up. I know they're not out yet, but uh, Oppenheimer and then obviously Barbie. Uh, I'll probably oh, see yeah, both of those. Like and then I, mm-hmm. what? Oh, and then Mission Impossible. I'm super yeah. I, I'm, I'm debating on seeing that today. Actually, it's just my schedule is a little in flux right now. So I know, but if if some other stuff falls through, I may still go see it because like I love uh, that series is pretty fun to me. So yeah, it's mint. Oh, yeah. um. I this is a weird movie to bring up. Have you seen The Blackening? No, because I couldn't tell if it was a horror, a comedy, or horror comedy. I like, a, I, yeah, so it's a horror comedy parody, but it's not like scary movie. Because okay. the first time I saw the trailers, I'm like, man, this just looks like a cheap, like scary movie kind of knockoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it. I watched it with my family too. 90 minutes, short, great great premise and everything it is very much a like oh like a group of black people go into you know a cabin in the woods and someone's trying to kill them kind mm-hmm. of uh movie mm-hmm. but it is it's it's way better than in my opinion it has any right to be i had a I, feel like yeah i really want to see like this the the black spin on it you know us being you know uh black as part of yeah. our genealogies right i really want to see the the black spin on like if we if a, a bunch of people like us was like in the cabin in the woods with people trying to kill you, like I actually think it would be hilarious. Um, yeah, it, you know. it's good and it has like a little bit of commentary as well into it. And once again, it's not like super deep, but it, like a good horror movie that's showing like you know like kind of reflecting upon you know living circumstances and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this movie does well. I think the uh, yeah I I was is it gory. That uh is it mm, yes a little bit not like super gory it's obviously not like torture porn it's not saw um it's like slasher tune turned down like maybe one or two like like oh it's kind of like the the original like uh friday the 13th movies okay so i got a thing about like there's a there's like a a, only a certain distance i can go in my horror movies like i did enjoy saw one though but after that it's like man and like it has to be I, I love more of the thriller angles than I do like a, just a gory, bloody, nasty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it leans more towards the thriller uh, angle, and there's still like it's still like funny. Like, I'm, I'm let me get right. That shit. It's still funny. I think it's more funny than it is scary. But okay. it's once again, it's it's set up with the tropes of like black people in horror movies. And I know, like of, I, I love. It. That's yeah. what I want to see because like that's the one thing. Don't the reason I'm interested in um. Is it is it Jordan Peele's I believe is the uh, from Key and Peele who went to direct like some horror movies who did um yeah Jordan Peele did uh us he did his us first movie was Get Out obviously Get Out is what I'm thinking then yeah. us and then he did his most recent one was Up Up or something or Don't Look Up Don't Look Up I think or something. Don't Look yeah. Up yeah but I, I heard his is like really he has like a I know he's not going for the comedy angle but he has like a realistic aspect somebody told me there's a part in Get Out where like the friend is like yo we need to leave. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was like the, right at the time where you would, as the audience were like, yo, you need to leave. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of like that. You know, I, that's why I'm interested in those because I don't really do horror too often. No, yeah. But, you um, should, you, yeah. Watch, watch, uh, I, I do have get out to it. I think Us is pretty good as well. Us isn't, I don't think it's funny, but there's definitely get out. Watch. I think the way it ends is funny. I'll put it Okay. Out I have, yeah. I have, uh, get out on digital. I do. So I always can watch that. But hopefully, like I said, for me, the next movie. I know I miss Spider Verse, I miss other, but I do not want to miss Mission Impossible, man. I just don't. Yeah, if you want to, if you want a back-to-back feature, man, into the uh, across the Spider Verse, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm sorry, across Spider Verse. Yeah. 
for now. All right. Um, well, anyway, Patrick, I'm assuming you've been doing good and everything as well. Yeah, man, just trying to deal with, you know, a lot of things. I um, recently had some housework done. That's what I was doing um, not too long ago, right? Because I just had a patio and a wraparound walkway put in. And uh, yeah, but, you know, just trying to, you know, adulting just hits you sometimes and then trying to take care of things and deal with stuff. So, yeah, it's been a lot going on. You know, I keep a lot of stuff, you know, uh, well, under the radar, so to speak. But but yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Just trying to enjoy my game. You know, it's funny. Um, so just a little sidetrack right quick. Um, in my life, gaming has been the thing that I could always lean on outside of my, you know, media family, if you will, when times are like really not the best. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always love having that refuge, for lack of a better phrase, just to the go in my game room. Yeah, just go in my game room, turn it on. And that's why when we get to what we've been playing, this week I selected different games, you know, just to, like, chill out or just to, like, blow off steam as opposed to trying to further progress in certain games. So, yeah, man, it's, um, you know, other than that, I'm doing all right. How about yourself, man? How, you know, I know you're hanging up there at about, uh, you know, four or 5,000 feet. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, dude. Like I said, just busy. I, I wish I had more time for games. Uh, I, I think, oh, man, I, I find myself more and more. I was talking to someone about, uh, you know, like Diablo 4 and stuff like that and how kind of just discouraging gaming can be sometimes. I know this is supposed to be like a positive game show or whatever, but sometimes how discouraging games can be where you sit down and you're like, okay, let me go play Diablo. And it's like, oh, my, my internet went out for a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, oh, I can't play Diablo. Oh, the server's down. down. Okay, okay. Yep. I can't play. I was like, okay, like I don't even feel like playing this now. I don't feel like logging back in and trying again. So it's once again just defaulting to like I guess we could talk about this now, like kind of what we've been playing, kind of just defaulting back to like FIFA and just having it like like the epicness of junk food in your mm-hmm. life, like you know comfort food where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah I can go play FIFA obviously offline because I'm not trying to break my controller. I can mm-hmm. play FIFA. Okay, I'm like this super powered you know wonder kid you know, soccer striker or whatever, and just like kind of zone out and just kind of go through the motions sometimes mm-hmm. where I, I, I don't have to think, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's a game where I kind of don't like, I have to think. Uh, I Sometimes I do miss those games as, as much as I like a good single player story driven game, like the last of us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I just want a game. That's just like a game, you know, I just right. want like repetitive gameplay. I want a Tetris, I you know I want I doubt Call of Duty Cold War which I didn't realize was a remake of Black Ops at least some of the multiplayer maps are um, okay I, you know we're gonna talk about Call of Duty a little bit later on today too but I I, I haven't been keeping up with the Call of Duties mm-hmm. uh, I just like that came free for PlayStation Plus so I downloaded that like behemoth of a file like 200 gigs and oh I, like played that a little bit and what sucks about that game until you start putting attachments on your gun man you get clapped so hard. It's but, terrible, bro, when everybody else has them and you don't. Like, that's yeah, for, for sure, it's man. Worse. But, you know, it's just kind of like a game where you can kind of just, like, zone out and play where sometimes it's a great game. Sometimes, like, usually I finish, like, 50, you know, 500, you know, 1KD and stuff. And sometimes I have a great game. Sometimes I have a little bit of worse game. But for the most part, like, I can die and respawn really quick and easy. It's not something like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Apex, where it's like, oh, like, I ran around for 20 minutes and then got, you know, jumped uh, from behind and died before I could get shot off or something like that. And now I have to reload. So, yeah, those, like, kind of junk food games sometimes are just nice. Where you, maybe I can – like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, I don't – I obviously, I'm never going to be a high-ranking COD player. So it's just nice to be like, oh, I'm just going to go play. If I'm top of the leaderboard, great. If we lose, whatever. If we win, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Batsy, that's kind of what uh, kind of games I've been playing – and yeah, things like that. But. It's just so funny you say that because that's really I've been messing around with some of the games you mentioned. I'm never t- tired of Tetris ever. Um, I did play Apex, but really it was just to blow off steam and tell people how terrible they are. I ain't gonna lie. I know that I put a thing on my feed. There was like a a story about people maybe getting in trouble for their online conversations, and I was like, yeah, in Apex I probably will. I ain't even gonna lie about it, bro. Now I don't have to curse nobody out, but I do tell them when they make stupid plays. Yeah, you know, that's just how mm-hmm. I roll. I'm just like, yo, man, we should take the high ground. Now, let's go over here and sit in the valley. Okay, we're going to die, bro. It's, it's cool. Like, you don't know anything about tactics. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then on the weekend, like this weekend, I have just run into people. Like, it's weird. The matchmaking is just so bad, man. Like, I run into people who just, like, literally don't know how to play, um, in my opinion. And so, you know, that's interesting. But I did team up with somebody earlier in the week who was a Wraith player. 
and they were really good. And I was like a great compliment player. So we won like three or four games out of like six or seven. Like it nice. was like we, we were, yeah, we were, we were killing it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, it was a live service type of, or, you know, non story driven type of week. Like I, I played, um, a, a good amount of rocket league, you know, just to get my flips on my ball hits on just chilling out, working on some fun. I did have a dude. I had a dude get so mad um, that he wrote me and said I was a trash Rocket League player and I should uninstall. I just laughed and then <laughs> I told him and then I sent a message back like, okay, now that you cried like a three year old, go change your diaper. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, you know, I just, you don't even have a headset in. You know what I'm tired of too? Like, I miss the days where people would like literally trash talk to you. I know that sounds crazy, but I, because I, I remember once in Rocket League, I may have told a story in the podcast, this guy just started talking. And he thought I was spamming chat, right? Which I wasn't. I always spam go for it twice as opposed to once mm-hmm. um, to make sure somebody sees it. Because sometimes, you know, like I'm so locked in, I may not see it. And the dude was like, oh, here we go. She's spamming. Da, da, da. So I just grabbed my headset off the wall, started talking. Then I did happen to hit the game winning shot, by the way. Um, and then, of course, he ran out. But I definitely said a few things, right? Because I was like, you must think a headset's expensive or something. <laughs> like, you, mm-hmm. It's hard to respond to you. Like, what are you doing? And see, in Apex, what I do is if no one talks, I'll put it all the way. Or if somebody has like loud music in the background or whatever, I'll flip it all the way to game chat. So then once the game comes on, I'm talking, but I don't hear nothing they say. Mm, yeah. So it's like I could curse them out and they could be like, yo, I don't hear you. <laughs> I, yeah, I gave you the opportunity to speak. So, but yeah, it's just I'm the same way as, as for the last week, for sure. Um, it's been all kind of live service. You know, what I mean, just like. Or games like Tetris, you know, or something handheld, but nothing of any kind of serious nature. Like I just wasn't in that type of mood for gaming this week, and it was it was nice. Like normally I'll play Rocket League, get a W, hop off, play Apex, get a W, just hop off and go back to adulting or whatever. Um, but I did play considerably more of those games this week because that's really all I played. Yes, and, um, and it's nice and peaceful. Yeah. This actually pops up, and this is kind of leading into, you know, like, pickups and things like that, too, Patrick. I meant to send you this uh, Polygon. Is it Polygon or GameSpot? Might have been GameSpot. I think it was GameSpot. I'll see if I can find it on my YouTube and send it to you. Uh, they have, like, a little weekend show where they kind of do, like, a like 15, 20 minutes, like, update about games. And they were talking about uh, digital games and things like that. And particularly, uh, and that's because there's that... Um, God, uh, the Gaming Historical Society or like mm-hmm. Restoration Society, they essentially did a study and they came to the the result of the study was essentially like 82% of games from like the PlayStation 2 Air and below are gone. Like don't exist at all anymore. Because wow. there's been like no, I'll see if I can uh, find the article and stuff, but there's been like, like zero restoration and things like that. And they're trying to get, I think the EPA... Or something like that. Someone, you know, electronic people to kind of force companies or essentially allow this government agency that libraries can start holding games, especially digital games. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time now, the companies have been saying, oh, this or this government organization has been saying that companies are doing enough. Oh, this game's on pl- uh, PlayStation Plus Extra. This game is uh, on, uh, what's it called? Uh, game Pass. Or something like that. Like, that's en- enough for it. But then, you know, they brought up, you know, the Wii U store and all that. And how, like, a bunch of, like, Game Boy games. Like, what's like, oh, yeah, you should, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you should be able to play, like, 18% of, like, the entire Game Boy category. That that store closed. And now it's down to, like, 8%. And mm-hmm. things like that. So, I, I, I'm going to send it to you later today. But I, I saw that. I instantly thought of us. And especially thought of you, right? When, you know, our stance on kind of digital games and how... You know, I think the title of the video is literally like you don't own games anymore. And they kind right. of roped in, you know, the stuff that's going on in Hollywood and things like that, too, where people are like, oh, I worked on this show for like two years or six months or whatever. They aired one season and then deleted it and ripped it down. And I can't right. even watch my show now. So I, I, I feel like up, games yeah. are like that a lot, a lot like that, too, now, where I would hope or I would think um, I would hope I would think that a lot of studios especially your first party studios your nintendo sony's and microsoft like even sega like the people who make the game i I would hope that they would keep a master copy of all the single party games that they have just Mm -hmm. physically but even i don't know i think that's be well companies don't even do it i mean right 
Yeah, you would you would hope they would do that, right? But companies don't even do it, or things get lost. That you know, I've seen stories of that in the gaming industry. But I do, I am with you that I wish more would be done because, truth be told, I think companies want them to disappear. Um, because it, yeah. it, it sucks, but it's because that way they do go back to that well. It, it's got like a new fresh coat of paint or a new fresh take on it, and they look at it only as a product. And so yeah. I, it's unfortunate, but I'm so with you on that. And, the, and to your point, right, that's exactly why I, I buy um, as many physical games as I do. And it's why I'm always on the lookout for games that are um, not, or excuse me, that are online only. Because when I see that, like I do this whole check before I buy a physical game. That's exactly why I didn't get Jedi, uh, it's not Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Um, because the whole thing's not there. Like, I'm not going to buy a disc that doesn't play yeah. or that won't install a game yeah, for me to yeah. play. Yeah, Polygon you know I mean? brought that up, too, where it's even... Oh, not one GameSpot brought it up, too. No, yeah, so GameSpot, not GameStop, but GameSpot brought that up, too, where it's like so many modern games now have half the game on the disc. And, like, it's not even a solution to buy... Um, to buy... Um, a disc game? Uh, di- disc games, physical games. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. we talked about that before, where it's... Okay, cool. Like you get you get a game that you've never installed or anything like that, right? Brand mm-hmm. new, even if it's say sealed as well, and you get it and you don't have access to the internet or the servers down or the company went under or stuff like that. Like, do you still have access to the day one patch? Things like right, that. Yeah, you know? or, or or just the game. Like, do you have access yeah. to one And it's yeah. and like that's exa- I, that's another reason I never I, I haven't bought a Call of Duty in a very long time because most of those games you have to have internet connections to initialize the game because yeah. it's not all there. And that's why I say, like, once you start looking at that, when you're a physical collector, you really have to research what you're buying. And I have mm-hmm. definitely shifted to that where I'm like, okay, like, is the game on the disc? Is this thing there? That thing there? One of the most notorious ones that really upset me was Spyro, the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because if, I, if memory serves, um, and it was a big story. I remember finding out about it. I canceled a pre-order because only one of the games was on the disc. Yeah. And I'm just like, as the industry... Um, since we know games are going to go away, people want to play the games. Like, what do you do in the digital marketplace? And we've covered this so many times, isn't guaranteed. I mean, that's why I'm paying astronomical prices for some of these games. Like, um, there's a Razion EX that I talked about, right? I had to get a physical one if I want to play it. Um, there was another one I talked about for Switch as well. Re- uh, recently, I-, I put a picture out of, I'm basically on the name of the game, but it's on my Twitter. That game, I got so lucky because it was retail price. That game goes for like 200 bucks because it's mm-hmm. no longer around. And it's a dungeon crawler RPG. Apologize to everybody listening. I will find the name of the game. It's like I said, it's right on my Twitter. Um, and it's just like the way games are going. And that's what we've talked. I've talked about recently, but I, it's hitting me even more and more. It's like you have to fight to get the game. It feels like, like especially if it's physical. Yeah, <laughs> you have 100%. to find out which limited sellers selling like Raji, for example, right? The game you played. Um, there is a company who made a Switch version. I had to go make an account with this limited company, order it, and then hope that I see it whenever it gets here. You know, there's uh, other games like that, too. And then if you don't get a game, like like I missed The Messenger, right, which I thought would be a cool game to get, then people want to charge you ridiculous prices for it. And you can see the demand for physical goods because go look up a copy of Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster on PS4. Mm-hmm. You will see an astronomical price. It never went down, bro. I think I've seen as high as 700 I think, for just the game. And you're like, $700 for this disc, and all Square had to do was make more. But you're telling yeah. me nobody wants it, though. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I, The gaming community, th- these are things on the back end that need to be handled well. And especially if games are going to be delisted and you're not going to have any sort of advance notice. I wish that would be regulated. I really do. I wish there would there would be something where it's like, hey, the gaming community needs to be alerted on the device and on your, you know, your social media accounts when a game is like a month to two months out from being delisted. So that consumers can go in and purchase the game. Um, and that should be like a consumer protection, because once a game gets delisted, the game physical game price shoots up like crazy. Yeah, well, I'm just saying um yeah, and before we move on or anything like this, too, Patrick, I just I say the article that they they said here, or the way the the lead of the article is, uh, 87% uh, of classic video games are 
so 80% of classic video games releasing in the United States are critically endangered. And that is the, mm. the word uh, they're using. And they have, you know, they have a little uh, dra- uh, graph and everything. They have a link to the full study as well. And they kind of just broke it down on the website a little bit. But essentially, like even like going and they started this uh, games before 2010. Uh, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, the, I, they said historic games. You can argue what historic games is. Uh, they say the rate of availability uh, all all uh, below 25 percent. So starting from like 2009 and going all the way back since the beginning of video games, 20 like well below 20 percent. So something mm. like if you go back to like 80 the 80s and things like that, you're looking at like looks like 10 percent stuff. So yeah, I'll shoot you this, and I just wanted to um, yeah bring that up and uh, kind of talk to you about i think their big thing here with this study what the video game historical foundation or history foundation is really pushing is the esa the entertainment software software association to try to give libraries and archives the ability to digitally share media or video Mm. games in particular so they apparently the libraries and archives can share books films and audio but uh, they for digital games are allowed to have them digitally, but they only can access uh, on-premise access. So you can only get okay. there. You only can use them if you actually go to that physical location. Well, I think a big thing, the goal right now that they're trying to push is to get the ESA, the ESA to lobby the government to allow, you know, essentially a digital checkout for that. And I know there was another studio or another company too that was starting to do that, and it started coming under heat. I think it was from Nintendo, which makes sense. Doesn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah. I believe I believe um, you're right on that. Going from memory. But yeah, but anyways. So Yeah, uh, just I'm, right quick, um before you yeah. before, just gonna say the game is called The Lost Child. The Lost um, Child. That I forgot. And then if you remember, just one more thing, because I don't let you move on, but we talked about this I mean like you know, we've been doing the podcast for almost two hundred episodes, I think. And I, I remember telling you like that as convenient as digital games are, it's also a hustle because it allows you to hand over like you owning the game, even, but make you mm-hmm. think you own it. You know what I mean? And now we're just seeing that. Re- We've covered stories in the past. I'm not going to dredge all that up. But now you're seeing that come to fruition, which is why I'm always on guard. And always when I can, we'll get a physical, complete copy of games. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, you're 100% correct there, Patrick. And uh, it's going to be interesting and, you know, 20 years from now, if are we going to be able to look back, especially you, Patrick, because you have so many of your favorite games from the SNES and NES and things like that, that air, be able to go back and say, like, yes, like, here's this game. Come play this game. But uh, ho- hopefully we'll get better and not and stop, uh, like, cannibalizing our own passion, essentially. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, do you want to mention any of your pickups or anything like that, too, Patrick, before we move on? Yeah, sure. Um, One of my... Um, play as your orders came in. I got some things like um, I got the Fatal Frame made. Is it made in a Blackwater? Is that the most recent one? Um, for PS4, I didn't get to do a picture due to some things that came up, so I apologize, to all the listeners. I will still try to get that. Um, and I also, I know I think Limited Run did this, but Play Asia had um, the Blaster Master Zero trilogy, um, which is a remake of those games. I got it on Switch, which is uh-huh. really cool, and I'm happy to have that. And one last thing, you know, I always got a spot in my heart for indies. And there was this cool game, if I remember correctly, it was given away for free with like games of gold or something. Um, and it's called Hue, H-U-E. Oh, it, yeah, I've played Hue. Yeah, and so I got yeah, a PS4 a copy. Yeah, I got yeah. a PS4 physical copy of Hue because I thought it was it would be cool to have. Yeah, I think I, I played I, it on the... God, I think I played this on my Vita. You might have. Yeah. Yeah, and there's... um. <clears throat> so I'll still try to get a picture done of the recent pickups that no one's seen, but... Those are some of the most recent ones to to come in. As you know, I'm always looking out um, for the sales, the 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 deals as a gamer, and um, you know I came across a few, so glad I could get those. Nice. All right. Uh, so first, we're gonna jump right into our first story, which is uh, the indie showcase that IGN did uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, most of these games have already been announced. Uh, they're just kind of a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe some more trailers for us, some more information about it. Anything that really stood out to you, Patrick? Um, I thought Karateka looked pretty cool. Um, you know, just, well, anything, anytime something reminds me of like Kung Fu or something like that, like I just get really interested. I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kung Fu just always takes me to my childhood. I love that game. Um, the other game, um, it was a Myth Force. 
Yeah, um, it looks yeah, like, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. yeah, it looks like He-Man. Like the art style. I was like, am I yeah. watching He-Man or Saturday morning cartoon style from the yeah. 80s? Yeah, it definitely. I think when this, I think this might have been announced during one of the Xboxes showcase originally, but that that's kind of the vibe it was going for, and I'm 100% down for it. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So those are the two that that kind of jumped out to me. Yeah. Yeah, I I think for me, uh, like little things I'm happy about, like Jackbox, uh, stuff like that, or Jackbox, uh, yeah, Jackbox. I like those just because they're kind of once again a discounted, uh, like Mario Party, but. For some reason, it's just so much harder to get, convince people to play those and not Mario Party. I don't. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm glad to see Action Reverse coming to Xbox as well. Once again, that game. The more uh, more places uh, you can play games, the better. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it for me. Yeah, for this, I kind of just I once again didn't really have a chance to sit down and watch the show or anything, but just kind of watch some of the trailers and everything to uh kind of catch up on it me me too same here and i still i don't know if it was there but i always want to give a shout out to sea of stars because i'm really looking forward to that game um and it's an rpg kind of in the vein of chrono trigger that is coming to xbox and i had to cut i wrote them because they said it was up for pre-order mm-hmm. and i went to go pre-order it and it wasn't it was just a demo you could download so i was like wait what no i want i just want to buy the game so I want the game. we'll see what's going on there and um hopefully they'll do some physicals in the future because uh, any old school style jrpg is like just something i really want to have in the in the collection and it does look really good too from what i've seen so yep um so that leads us to obviously the microsoft uh activision deal and the and the judge ruling in favor for Microsoft uh, and kind of kind of striking down the FTC. At least for now, they they might be able to uh, rebuttal it. I think I don't think it's no, they denied. They got denied. They denied. They denied. The denied yeah. Yeah. They tried to. Um, so, which is good because I guess the completion of the deal had to happen on July 18th. Which I think, as much as I hate big business and things like that, I think this is bull. Uh, apparently, if the Microsoft did not close on this deal, they owed Activision like. A couple billion dollars. No, three, bi- three billion. That was part of the deal. Yeah. So part of the it, deal was the failure clause. Yeah. yeah, which I I think is like ludicrous, where it's like, hey, we were going to buy you. We had the money, and it wasn't us that stopped so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Word on the street was, if let's say it would have failed, is that Microsoft was going to try to force the FTC to pay that, because they were who stopped it. Oh. So yeah, there was, I, the word on the street, there's going to be some legal things. It was like, nah, FTC, you got to pay the, that. So the only problem I have with that is that's tax. That's a government agency. Listen, listen. That's my taxpayer money, right? Yes. Yeah. Me and you. And listen, this is why I've had a beef with the FCC in this case the whole time. Um, Because if it was about me, the consumer, I don't know why I keep hearing so much about Sony. And so Mm -hmm. you're actually, you know, we don't cross political landscapes. I'm not going to jump into none of that, but I'm just going to say that wasting taxpayer funds for something that, doesn't even appear like you're trying to really look out for me, but you're trying to look out for another big business just really has a, it puts a bad smell in the air and a bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like I, I just was like, come on, man. And that's why I told you as a person who was listening to one day of the case and was reading and following, I was like the case just to me, just in my evaluation, bump the brands. It doesn't matter. Um, I was like, I don't see a winning case here and I don't even know why it's being fought. That's what well, was really weird. Yeah. And they just kind of poorly fought it too, in my opinion. Uh, you said poorly fought it? Yeah, FTC. I don't think they um, represented themselves from at the FTC uh, standpoint, not Microsoft well, standpoint. I'd be curious to learn more because I don't know if there's an argument to be made for the consumer. So, like, even though you poorly represent yourself, even if they did good, I don't know what the argument, like, wh- where it would be. Like, oh, magic, right? I'm sure they could have. Uh, I'm sure they could have done something a little bit better than what they did. Well, now I'll give you that. So I'm just saying, either way, I think it's a losing battle. Maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I was well, for us, say. for us, the consumer. No. Well, yes. For yeah, exactly. So like, right. either way, it's not a good thing for us. So like, the FTC, in my opinion, would have lost. That you know. The, but I will yeah. say, if you talk about the legal representation, after watching this trial, I may have said this before, but after watching this trial and the Johnny Depp trial, I just know not all lawyers are good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all created equal, bro. I mean, oh, those, man. These, these this is trials oh. brutal, bro. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, this is a side note. I Oh, no. I was talking to... This is a completely side note. Not has anything to do with the video games, but a uh, side story with Isaac right now. Uh, this guy I was talking to, uh, his his dad died or, like, his grandpa died, and uh, there was some infighting with the family on who gets the property and stuff. 
and mm-hmm. some of the siblings who I guess really, really, uh, who didn't really participate in, they have like a farm, didn't really partic- participate in um, getting, a, you know, p- like building the farm and maintaining it with the animals and all that such. They wanted to try to take it away and sell it. And so apparently like the bro- the other siblings, the brother and the other si- uh, sister went and got like a, this nice high powered lawyer. They went like a cheap route of guy who just got out of law school. Mm. And apparently this lawyer that the family got, uh, destroyed these two sisters like destroyed the and he was he was like yeah she came and she had like tables you know like those like foldable tables he Mm -hmm. said that she had tables this lawyer she had tables of documents 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 and then whenever the lawyer whenever the judge says she'd be like which is the the lawyer apparently just said one second judge here you go judge here's this right here here's this and he was like yeah the other judge the other lawyer came up with like a folder for yeah. like school and just decimated them. So yeah, you're right. Not all lawyers are crazy. Yeah, and again, that's not a statement of uh, the ruling in that in the giant dedication anyway. Because I don't want to be. So I'm just yeah. saying, watching the arguments unfold, you're just like, you know, what it was like it was like watching a grand champ versus a versus a bronze at times. Like it was bad. Yeah, it was bad, bro. In Rocket League, like it was it was bad. Um, and so yeah, that's the thing I find the most comical out of everything. But as I predicted, that's another gaming times Pat prediction cover true. I said I feel that Microsoft was going to win. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the you know what the real win is, and I really sat down and thought about this because the real win is hopefully we don't have to hear about it anymore. That's the yeah. real win, bro. We've we've been marinating on this for is a year and a half or something. Almost. I got, well, I know that it got to the point where like we were like, oh, they're this again. Okay, like we don't care. Like we're not going to. We're not going to talk about it. Soon. Yeah, I I thought Microsoft would win. I didn't think they would make Call of Duty uh, uh, an exclusive because well, yeah. it made no well, monetary sense. Well, we they did because uh, it, it was weird. It, I think the news came today, at least on Phil Spencer's Twitter. He announced today that uh, they made a deal with Sony to keep Call of Duty on their concerts essentially uh, indefinitely. So the tweet here says, quote, we are pleased to announce that Microsoft and uh, PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on the PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite game. I love that last sentence. It's a great little, like, um, what a political jab. Yeah. yeah well, and the funny thing was the judge actually asked the FTC in the case, if PlayStation had signed this agreement, would we be here? That was yeah. the actual question from the judge. And I don't think there would have been a case. So really... You know, one of my one more of my angst against uh, we'll just say Jim Ryan because I do like games and you know I don't hate PlayStation, but like you wasted a bunch of my money or taxpayer money for something that could have just totally been avoided just to gum up the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there should be punishment for that personally, but you know I know how the real world works, so we probably won't be. But um, yeah, yeah, that's what like one of the other crazy things for me in the whole case was, hey. Do we even need to have this case? Just sign the deal. Or, oh, oh yeah, do it, sign the deal. Well, no, because there's other things. And Jim Ryan's testimony was, like, super smug as yeah. well, because I listened to it. I was like, this guy is like, I don't know, man. He's a piece of work, man. So, yeah, but I'm happy. That's the win for us. We don't have to hear about it anymore. Hopefully the CMA will get their act together, and we can just all move on and talk about whatever games Activision is making next, as opposed to how this may or may not be Monopolist, which I truly don't believe it is. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. Uh, I I'm curious. Uh, what I'm curious about, Patrick, and I I guess my argument that I'd be trying to make if the FTC, because we talked about this last show too, we knew Call of Duty was probably going to going to stay there. Great. Okay. Woo. Call of Duty. Uh, the right. tweet obviously doesn't you know say it's just to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Once again, we talked about this last podcast too, so I don't want to beat a dead horse too much. They can stop making Call of Duties. Like, there's nothing, like, potentially saying, like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep doing this. Uh, I, You know, on the flip side, too, there might be, you know, no financial reason if they keep selling as well as they do, even though, you know, we don't play Call of Duty anymore and they kind of falling off. I'm pretty sure two Call of Duties are probably in the top ten uh, best-selling games of the, every year. Uh, yeah, but uh, so, But, I mean, you know, I talked about this on the hit on just one more time, too. It's the I think it's the future games that – that are going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be your Diablo fives, yep. your Overwatch threes, if they do that, or, you know, God forbid Blizzard makes a different game well, <laughs> than the, than the same enough, ones they've been making. Funny enough, I think those two will always be multiplayer, just based on how they function. Yeah. Um, 
But you're right. Like there's some. What I will say, any new IP, I'm with you. That totally remains to be seen. Yeah. If there's then, Activision new game, then yeah, I don't know. About yeah, that. brand new IP. Your um, Jedi. I think I'm thinking of like respawn here. So you know your uh your at your Apex or your Jedi games or things like that. Um. Oh, by the way, respawn's EA though. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just yeah. I'm using respawn as like an example. Oh yeah right? yeah. Okay. Respawn's like the only good thing. In EA, I guess. <laughs> that's, in my opinion, it is. Like, I guess right. that's kind of mean because I'm not saying. I look uh, at it as a fact, but it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, the, the people making the the FIFA. I'm not. I'm not slighting the developers. I'm. The, the, I yeah. don't. I don't attack developers. If any developer took it as that, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that respawn to me pushes out gems and seems to elude the EA BS. The sporting division yes. now to me seems to be a. Um, money a card machine. pack money selling machine. That's it. I don't really see innovation in their sporting titles anymore. And in fact, I would argue they need some real overhauls, um, mm-hmm. it, especially football. Madden, Madden definitely needs one. Well, I could tell you FIFA does too. I think I think yeah. just the, like a rework of the sim in the career mode would probably be great because I think that thing breaks. Like yeah. It's a bad sim. Well, uh, don't we forget, just, we, had to, we had to beg for those modes in Madden too to get a uh, – GM mode or whatever. I forget it was franchise mode. There we go. Franchise yeah, mode. Yeah. yeah, you know, so like that that's why I say that. Like the the company, in my opinion, hasn't prioritized other features. They only prioritize selling you card backs and names for the back back of the box features that we've probably seen in the previous Madden. So that's why. Respawn to me still still one of the best shooter creators out there. If not number one, they're clearly in the top two, in my opinion. And then they even stepped off the beaten path and made Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Which um, I have not played Survivor to date, but I have completely played Fallen Order, and the game was awesome. So they've shown their ability to do things, and they've shown their ability to have to push back on EA and be like, "Leave us alone." That's why I like Respawn. Yeah. Um, what I do uh, real quick too, because I think it's—I wonder if it is EA. Did you hear about the Black Panther game? Yeah, that's a new studio from EA. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, that's. I was like, I thought there's something going on, but yeah, that's gonna be interesting there. Uh, to do that, but but Patrick, what I want to talk about too uh, with this is their potential of Microsoft dropping the ball here. I know this is completely hypothetical, and I, I'm thinking, you know, my first thought when this popped in my head like last week is like, ah, oh, I sound like one of those like uh, Sports Center people who just need some controversy to stir the pot, stir the pot or something like that. But here I am talking about it, and what I'm just going to bring up is Microsoft's track record so far with first party games has not been the best um your halo was delayed didn't come out to too much popping circumstance uh the what the Redfall or whatever the vampire game that just came out right that didn't do too well that high flight yeah. rush was legit but Redfall was not yeah yeah high flight rush was good but it was like maybe not yeah, double a right well yeah. well it was, um, it was shadow dropped i mean so it wasn't marketed yeah. at all Exactly. Um, the yeah. Dragon Scale game that they were doing. Scalebound? Scalebound, right. Scalebound canceled halfway through it for reasons. Perfect Dark uh, seems to be an issue. Perfect Dark hasn't come out in a while. Um, your your Hellblade 2, that, I think, I felt like that, I feel like that game was announced in, like, 2018 or something, and that's still not out. Like, we kind of see hints and things like that. So it just seems, you know, Ever since the Xbox One, a lot of Xbox's first uh, party games have been lacking. Outside oh, of what you could argue is the Trinity, because Halo's just never had a complete game. Let's yeah. be fair. Is Halo yeah. multiplayer is good or the story is good? As of late, I don't know if both have been good. Yeah. Um, then you have Gears, which has been good, and Forza, but, which has been good. But that's the, oh, again, standard. I'll give, yeah, I'll give Forza, but the last Gears game was a prequel? I no. Right? No, no, it was not a prequel. I played it. I beat it. It was not a prequel. Unless right. you're talking about the the expansion, but the game, the actual game, uh, Gears Five, right? We're talking about that was yeah, not Gears a Five. Gears Five had the um, uh, Gears Five had was the the dude's daughter, right? Yeah, it, yeah, but it was not a it was not a yeah it was not a prequel. And then there's a there's a controversy on the ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I played that. Yeah, and I yeah. thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, good. Yeah, and there, there was tactics too. That was pretty good. I think I was oh, gears thinking, tactics was good. Yeah, was it gears four or something? I have to. Oh, I'd judgment. Have to go, 
I was thinking oh, well, maybe it was Judgment, man. That's, that's that's like your God of War Ascension. Like I don't know yeah. if anybody. I don't know if anybody really, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to, I'm just saying, I don't know if anybody no, really. No, no, you're fine. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. What happened in Gears 4? I don't know. I didn't play. I have it, but I didn't play it. But I did play 5. I sat down and played the whole game. Yeah, 5 came out in 2019. And I heard Tactics was pretty good, too, which came out in 2020. I bought Tactics earlier. I haven't had a chance to play that, but it looked really good. Like, I watched a lot of footage on it, and it does look good. Yeah. So, and it, it looks good, too. I saw, I saw some stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, God, man, I just. This gear series, I don't know, man. Maybe See what I'm saying? Because I don't play it. It just seems yeah, like it's Yeah, it pops, man, for that community. Nah, for that community, yeah. it pops. It's just that we don't have the new one right now. So, like, Gears 5 is old. Yeah. But, like, the the things you could do, like, I enjoyed the traversal, especially in that little, like, thing that you, like, wind guide or whatever. I enjoyed the combat. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm totally going to be that guy right now. I, I think maybe, too, why I don't remember it is because... It didn't really, it didn't like sweep the awards or anything. It wasn't a, um, obviously it wasn't like a God of War. It wasn't a. Uh, well, it's a shooter, so it's not going to yeah, get any award love. It's yeah. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But even Overwatch won, dude. Yo, but that was, mm, that I was got sus. my own, man, yeah. that's so sus, bro, because yeah, Titanfall got like black ball. You, you know, man, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do, do them like that. I'm just um, telling you, that's yeah, questionable. It, yeah, and it wasn't uh no, it wasn't like an Elden Ring or a what was the game they made before that the the samurai one Sekiro Sekiro yeah I think maybe too maybe do you think and this is another kind of off topic here before we kind of circle back to it, the question uh, do you think like shooters have lost popularity in the gaming genre no so here's well, the, the funny gaming thing, right? sphere got, at least I, in terms of reward uh, awards so I don't think so okay let me answer this the best way I can. I don't think shooters have lost popularity among gamers, um, but I think it's lost respect among awards. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think people still love shooters, at least in the American audience, but I don't think awards are ever going to have one um, in the game of the year category, at least not seriously. And now a lot of shooters as well are trying to do live service. So, yeah, you, you know, now having a complete shooter like we're used to, you know, some generations ago. I don't know if you're even going to have that. So, yeah, I just think that <clears throat> for the most part, you're not going to see those games get awards. And and honestly, weirdly enough, nine out of ten, in my humble opinion, the games are going to get awards are going to be a third person game. Notice I didn't give a genre after third person. I'm just saying it's third person. Yeah. Generally person, speaking. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you had the last since 2018, Elder Green, It Takes Two, Last of Us third Part person. Two, Sekiro. Third person. Third person. Yep. So it's, it's literally been Sony from soft. Sony, EA, from Sony. Yeah, if you go back a little bit before that, you'll probably have Nintendo in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you may have a, a Mario. A, a, in there. Yeah, Zelda. Uh, Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. Yo, uh, only thing I see upsetting Zelda this year is Starfield. The only shot. Man, Everything else got no shot, in my opinion. And so again, those are the things where you're just like, okay, if it's not a third person game, I know Forza Horizon Five was nominated. That we know, so we've seen Dude, that. Dude, Forza Horizon Five would be like Mad Max winning movie of the year at the Oscars. I mean, I, I actually I have to say that game is really good, especially if you're in a comfort food mode. That oh, no, game I, is really good. Man. Yeah, and I, I once again not knocking it, but just once again maybe this the genre, right? Where yeah, it's well, like, it did win for IGN. It just didn't win for the Game Awards. Okay, it yeah, did win for IGN actual game of the year. And I think, too, what's happening with games, at least in terms of, like, game awards, like, game of the year, it seems like it has to be, like, mechanically sound, at least. It might not be, it like, does. the best mechanicals, but it seem, it does seem like recently it has to have some type of story behind it. Well, uh, normally you want to launch it bug-free, too, because, like, they're... Yeah, um, relatively bug-free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, they say hurt Ori. Um, yeah. I think it was the second Ori, which to me was just highway robbery, bro. Highway mm-hmm. robbery. But and that's there was a person who played it from start to finish, both of them, frankly. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, that that's. Um, but I just not think that, multiplayer because essentially, like I think I was I just looked it up. But since like you had going back to only 2014, it's Dragon Age, Witcher, Overwatch, which was weird because it beat. BS. Uncharted, Titanfall 2, Inside, and Doom. I probably actually yeah. would give it to Doom over Overwatch. Yeah, uh, I mean so I would give it actually. Song. To the four, I, I would give it to any of the four you listed. I know. I was just saying, like, I think, like, <laughs> I played Inside, uh, yeah. Doom, uh, I forget what the other two, but yeah, any Titan of them. Fall 2 and I'm Uncharted to, 4. Yeah, yep, I'll, I'll, 4 probably, uh, Uncharted 4 probably went where Uncharted, uh, god damn it. Uh, t- t- 
Uncharted 4 probably wouldn't have won just because it was good. Uh, Titanfall 2, I think, was, you know, that story from what from what I've played was solid. Inside was a great game, and Doom Inside's was phenomenal. Like, yeah, and there's two In FPS terms games, of gameplay, Doom is yeah. so much better in gameplay, too. But, all, all of them are. That's what I'm saying. Like, every game to me is better than Overwatch. Overwatch, I don't know how that happened, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Even I said yeah. that real time, too. I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. And yeah. it beat a game. It beat it won with no story. And beat a game that didn't that didn't win. With no single player. No story. Not even no story, no single player. Bro. Yeah, like, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It, it, and it, which which was Titanfall's original beef. So funny yep. enough, Titanfall two goes and corrects that, yet Overwatch wins. I, I'm telling well, you, like I, I, dude, they killed themselves with that release. We talked about this before. I think they released it what, sandwiched between Call of Duty and Battlefield? No, that was, that was Titanfall 2, yeah. Yeah, Titanfall 2, yeah. Not yeah, okay, Titanfall, yeah. yeah. No, I, was, I was talking about Titanfall 2, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you are correct, though. They did. That was the, the EA shot them, themselves in the foot with that one. I agree. No, but, no. yeah, like, if, you, if you're not a third-person game, you're just not looked at the same. It could be any yeah. genre, you know, action, um, uh, platformer, it well, could be it, whatever. It but. seems like open-world third-party games. Third-person. Oh, third-person, not third-party, yeah. Third-person games are a shoo-in. It's like when an actor does a uh, historical movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm portraying, like, this person in history. It's like, oh, you're trying to go for the Oscar. That seems like a lot of games are like that now. Yeah, but that's exactly But anyways, Patrick, uh, going back on to this question. To the question, yep. Do you think there's a chance that Microsoft drops the ball with Activision Blizzard? Okay, so I need a little clarity on what you mean by drop the ball, but let me say this. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a chance they mess up because this is the one company they're taking over that has a laundry list of problems. Yes. So in that way, I do think they could not do enough or not course correct and really try to catch Jello. You know what I mean? As opposed mm-hmm. to coming in, Kate flapping, uh, get rid of some folks, clean up shop and make it into the place it once was. So I do think and free some of those studios to do other things as opposed to solely living on Call of Duty. I do think there is the chance, though, that they drop the ball in essence or or catch Mm -hmm. Jell-O because you can't catch Jell-O. So, like, you know, I think they can go in, not do enough. A couple news stories come out and then now it's it's Microsoft gaming taking the hit as Mm -hmm. opposed to Activision Blizzard. So I think they really need to adjust um, the leadership aspect, really need to clean up that. And then if they do that, there's a chance um, they'll be okay. But absolutely, there's a huge opportunity to fumble. Huge. Yeah. It, it actually can't be overstated. Um, you, I just you, hope they've done all their internal uh, analysis and everything and are ready. Yeah, I hope so too. Because you know it's going to be a lot of merging. I, 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 there's probably going to be some layoffs, right? Like you would have to think with two big companies. Um, no, do I don't know. These developers. Layoffs? I don't know yet because you have to incorporate all that tech. Um, yeah. you, know, you have that Blizzard stuff that kind of has its own thing, et cetera. So I don't want to say that I think there'll be layoffs. I just think that um, there's a lot of developers and a lot of talent, and hopefully they'll find a way to kind of merge it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would be great. But I don't know if there'll be um, layoffs yet. But there is yeah. a potential, though, uh, sure. But I'm just yeah. hoping. Uh, yeah, well, and, and, and I'm not saying this happen. is like an indictment on Microsoft. I'm no, just no, saying no, no, no. two big companies are coming together. You know, it's just like, you know. I know what you mean for clarity because it's like we have people to do that job. Like, there's like the easy yeah. departments to think about quickly is like marketing, marketing, um, HR, example, maybe. Or HR, HR, that's potentially. Not something <laughs> I mean, want to announce. Yeah, we're yeah, laying yeah. off all of the Activision HR department. Well, maybe that'd be a good thing. Spin it. They kind of sucked. <laughs> their job so yeah market is legal off. staff legal staff yeah. maybe legal staff, um, uh, marketing, you know, there's, there's, even yeah. testers i guess testers yeah. are usually contract QA, anyway, so. yeah qa or they've had they have a rough go of it always but but i'm just saying there definitely is work related overlap um and i don't talk about anybody losing their job easily i'm just saying that there is always a chance but i'm just hoping um we won't see anything like that yeah uh i think too patrick I think it would be unless like they had something already in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like this sounds crazy to to think about this. I really think it would be like five years before we see any original IP from them. Unless That's not they, crazy to think. Unless they're yeah. already working on it. Yeah, I mean, because you only get... working on it or something like that. And that's just because how long AAA games take to develop now. Right. You right. Know, to put yeah. it in context. Um, Naughty Dog made 
four games for the PlayStation 3. Yes, I know the PlayStation 3 generation was a little bit longer, but they made two for the PlayStation 4 and zero for the PlayStation 5 so far. That's not technically. Technically, they did release a game on PlayStation 5. But they didn't develop it for PlayStation. I, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. I know. I'm being silly. I'm being yeah. silly. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good. You release one. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I think that's gonna be interesting. So I also say I could really see them just because I'm assuming at least the next one, if not two, Call of Duties are already in the pipeline. So I would also bet money that they're probably gonna ride this Call of Duty train and especially the diablo overwatch train probably for those five years you know while they're in development well, i don't think they want to stop call of duty so i could see them continuing to yeah. make it until the franchise takes like some sort of huge dip but the one thing that has to be accounted for and we talked about this once uh, quite some time ago is now you have other studios that do shooters that may want to play with call of duty yeah so maybe you got fresh id ideas in there you got a machine games. You got yeah. So you may have some people who do a completely different take on a Call of Duty, and that can free up a studio to maybe try to do something else. So there's a lot of potential with having so many studios too. That's the plus side. So now you don't only have to have the same three doing Call of Duty anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So th- there's there's a lot going forward. But again, as long as the game sells gangbusters, you're gonna get another one. Because it's a shooter, so you're gonna get another one. But yeah, you're gonna get another one. I would another love to one. see an id take or a coalition or a machine games take on Call of Duty. I really would. And that's somebody who hasn't bought Call of Duty in quite some time. Well, and you could always give them the story too, right? right. The story side of Call of Duty. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's actually when you have a lot of hands that can do, there's actually a lot of potential, especially if you have spare hands. I, that's why I love the story um, of the dude. I believe he worked at Tango, who did one of the uh, monsters in doom right because mm. like he was available and they were like yo would you like to help out he's like yeah i would and then designed the enemy so when you have a bunch of bodies and if your communication and coordination is on the level then you can yeah you can have some other talent other thoughts come in and do some cool things and if i'm not mistaken they made like the meanest enemy too it's like the marauder or whatever it's called like yeah, oh, but yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's now you have so many bodies and so much thought power, you can start adding really different takes on it, you know. And I think we may see, not anytime soon. Let's say three, four years. If this all happens, um, with some sort of flow, you may see some of the most innovative Call of Duty you've ever seen. That's gonna be fun, right? I mean, we because it could use a shot in the arm. I mean, let's be real. Oh yeah, they always, yeah always do. You know, it's just some, another take or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i excited. I, I think when I first thought about this deal, too, you know, I kind of saw it as more of a, like, oh, like, Sony's going to be in trouble. Oh, you know, Microsoft's going to just, like, steamroll. But then once, I guess kind of once it went through, I was just like, it's kind of like, once it went through, I was like, oh, now what are they going to do? It's kind of like when you go and you, like, ask someone out. Sometimes I remember, like, talking to, it's like a motivational speaker, not talking to, going to a presentation. It's like this motivational speaker guy. And he's like, oh, yeah, some, I was in high school, obviously. So, yeah, sometimes it's not really, like, the fear of asking the question. It's what are you going to do if they say yes? So I feel like this is kind of where it is now. It's like, okay, well, Microsoft, you have this now. Like, don't drop the ball, man. You know? Yeah. Don't mess I, it up. I'm just, I'm more worried. So in terms of IP and software, I'm not that worried. It's just the employment situation they're getting into is where I'm worried. Mm. Because there's a lot going on there that we need to see if that's going to get resolved in a way that the community deems acceptable. But well, um, I, I would also say, man, you you release something good, and the internet has a short memory. Like the well, or really, the internet has a short memory to begin with. Two, you release something good, um, people tend to forget. I well, know I this say, might be a little bit controversial. I was that was a little bit controversial. But The Flash, you know, everybody was against that movie. Well, I guess a lot of people didn't go see it, and it did bomb. But it was like, the, there was like a briefly a narrative about, oh, this movie's so good. And it's like, well, I guess everybody just kind of forgot the stuff that delayed it. Well, okay. in, the, in the gaming community, what I'll say is, it's not that everybody has a short memory, but if you make a game good enough, everybody will disregard reality. That's, That's just, yeah. you know, I mean, the reality of the situation of employees or whatever. And, I mean, again... 
Because I told you, I'm always honest when you know we do our shows, we do our you know discussions and everything. And I asked myself one day as we talked about it, you know, once I watched that video, I referenced a couple times in the history of Chrono Trigger and what it did, the workers' life, etc. Would I have not played it though? I'm not going to say that's that that would have happened. I probably would have still played the game. Well, would you still play it now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like today, uh, well, well, Square today. Yeah, that's what that's a that's a I don't know. I'm a little older, a little more seasoned. But at that time, I probably would have still played it. To be fair, Square today, I don't know, man. I just ain't a big fan of them no more. <laughs> I just really, um, I'm really not because of the way they are. But I probably when I was younger, right especially around the age of Chrono Trigger or whatever, you could have told me all that, and I still would have fired the game up. Mm. I just have a feeling I would have. Or Final Fantasy 3, or 6, you know, which was called 3. So, you know, I don't blame everybody, and also, not everybody's plugged in. Or you could have, also, you got to remember, you got to be careful what battles you fight, because you never know. Weirdly enough, you really, like, never know which way the internet will go. Like, if you look at Hogwarts Legacy... It seemed like people tried their best, and the game just sold like Call of Duty. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you never can tell. Yep. Um, but that game is good, though, right? You see what I mean? So, like, a good yeah. game generally will trump people's emotions, except for the staunchest of people. Like, that's why I say right now, if Square was to do something like that, um, it would be tough for me. If they release Chrono Trigger, though, I don't know. Maybe I'd give in. I don't know, though. I'm, I'm being mm-hmm. honest. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, cause Star Ocean is that is the closest thing, you know, since right, like since Pixel remastered um, Star Ocean the second story, mm-hmm. and they're doing physicals, and I'm like, man, that's taking me back. I still got it sitting on the shelf, but I haven't pre-ordered it yet. And I could justify Super Mario RPG because that's a real tweener game. I know Square did the code and all that, but it's a Nintendo game, right? Like, so yeah. it's real, it's real gray. So I'm like, all right, I can justify that one. But like Star Ocean, I mean, yeah, but Star Ocean, I'm like. I don't know. And that's why Microsoft's got to walk this tightrope. I mean, but the good thing about Microsoft that um, Sony and Nintendo don't have going forward, not that they even need it to be uh, fair, in my opinion, is that they're great with interfacing with the community. Yeah, so I think they, especially this good, generation. Yeah, I think they're good at quelling some of these things if they become problems. I think they'll take care of it um, in the best way that they can. So that's how I kind of see it. But, you know, time will tell. And, you know, you brought up Sony um, signing the 10-year deal. If I could just hit that for a second, get your thoughts. If they were going to do that, why didn't they just do it? (laughs) I, I, okay, so we can put the conspiracy hat on, right, and say Sony paid or convinced the FTC to try to do something. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. If they did, obviously they're waiting to see if they could win the case. Uh, before signing there if they didn't right if sony had nothing to do with the fc ftc being stupid uh i don't know i would still sit back and wait too because right. like because by you signing that before the case was decided is clearly going to help microsoft and so i'll just sit back and just be like yeah you know we'll just want to sit back and wait to see i kind of want like well, I think they signed it after, to be clear. I no, think they no, they, no, they did, and that's I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they signed okay. it during the case or before the case, that would have strengthened oh, even more Microsoft's bid, Thanks. right? Yeah, Microsoft's this this is saying, you know, conspiracy hat on saying, my, uh, you know, Sony paid the FCC or did something with the FTC to try to stop this deal. Obviously, they're not going to sign it. If they didn't and they just, the FTC decided to pursue this on their own and be stupid on their own, then as Sony, I would have sat back too and been like, well... Let's just see how this happens, because if they strike down the deal, we don't need to sign anything with you, Microsoft. But, yeah. you know, if they do, OK, I guess we have to sign the deal, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's, I, that's that's, that's my opinion on that. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. I mean, and in the end of the, end of the day, with the whole case being where it is, you know, I don't think the the average gamer, I don't think changes anything they're doing. You oh, know, I don't think there's a world yeah, where, where it's like, oh, my God, now I must. Buy an Xbox or I just think the average gamer just keeps on going because Call of Duty is going to hit their box like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Now, the games I think that are actually like changing perspective on the box is like Starfield. Like that's like that could potentially be like, hey, now I need the box or PC. Right. And I'm actually tempted to play it on GeForce now. Hey, man, Um, play anywhere. Yeah, well, that's. 
That's what I'm saying. Because all, you know, on the console space, you're not gonna have sixty. Mm. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It's 30. Now I'm not saying maybe that won't detract from my experience. I don't know, but I prefer sixty. I know that. So mm-hmm. I'm debating on if I want to like fire up GeForce now or some streaming service and play it that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we we'll see. You know where things go and everything. Um, I, you know, it's a win for some, uh, win for Microsoft. Uh, I don't know if Sony's going to be. I don't know what Sony's going to do. Uh, you know, I saw some things about like, oh, like Sony could go and um, try to buy Square and stuff. That I keep like, hearing I Square. That's what yeah, I keep hearing. I, I don't think that would matter. Just to be honest, <laughs> but Me neither. To be fair, uh, I, speaking of which, one of the questions. So, who do you see? Because I know what I think. Do you see acquisitions from from Sony or Xbox still coming? What do, what do you see on that front? Um, nah, ooh, I don't know in the financial, not this financial quarter. So I'm just gonna say, make it simple. I don't think not this year, because uh, Sony bought Bungie, Microsoft still has to wrap this up and everything, which is a lot of money transferred, a lot of things. So unless it's like a small studio, I think Square and Sega are too big. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like a small, maybe a developer, not a studio, you know, not like a big studio or something like that. No, a publisher. Publisher, yeah, not a publisher, but just like a studio or a developer, someone a little bit smaller. Um, you know, like the people who make It Takes Two, you know, I buy that. I oh, they do? Yeah, yeah, something like small like that, but nothing, nothing too big. And I, I would think Sony, well, hopefully if I was Sony, I'd be going to the drawing board the moment this deal was announced saying like, hey, let's. Let's go to the war room and see what happens now. You know, I, let's let's pretend like it goes through. Let's pretend like they buy it. What mm-hmm. do we need to do? You know, what what do we need to do to stay competitive? Strategic planning is a thing. So I definitely hope somebody was doing it. My money. If not, they should hire me. I'll come strategic plan for you for hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Look, we definitely could help them. I look, me and you, we could just take a mill a piece, man. We should square them away. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not look, a greedy man. Just you know, just a mill. Cover the taxes. After taxes. We're good. A mil after yeah, a mill after that. Right. So that's two mil pretty much per. But a mill after yeah. taxes, we're good. Um, I actually think Microsoft buys Sega as soon as the CMA headache is over. Whatever that look, because I know they can still close the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sega is the target. And if it is the target, good job, Microsoft, because that's who I would go after. It really is. I would go after Sega next because they separated their gaming division from their other division, I believe, too, and everything. So, like, I would just buy that. And then I think Microsoft can slow down a little bit. But I think you have to get Sega because Sega brings in um, because Xbox is big on content diversity, which I think is smart. Sega brings you even more of that. So you get like the Sonic, so like your platformers are covered. Additionally, you get JRPGs by way of Atlas. So you can mm-hmm. get trails over. You can get. You see what I'm saying? You get your RTSs, so, which are yeah, PCs. So yeah, which they have another, and they all, that, to go along with your Age of Empires and the like. So like you really bring in like a, another publisher that gives you that rounded out catalog. So you're not just trying to target one gamer. You're trying to target them all. And that's why I think Sega is the win. And I, I do think if the CMA piece gets handled quickly. Um, and any sort of expeditiously, we'll see if it's an expedited fashion or not. But I'm just gonna say that I think Sega's still the 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 uh, next target, the next bullseye, and I hope Microsoft hits it. And I will say, for anybody who comes for me on the internet or comes to one of our clips, I don't want them to make games exclusive. That's not what I want. I, I still want all the games to be everywhere, but I think that's great for content for Microsoft because right now. Not every Sega game is there if you look at the Atlas catalog, which I really want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I agree with you, too, Patrick. It's going to be interesting. Um, I hope they don't buy because I like to play Persona on my PlayStation. <laughs> but Oh, I mean, well, if that doesn't stop, will you care? Uh, what? See what I'm saying? Oh, if it does stop, uh, no. I don't That's care. what I'm if saying. I, I, want, game, I, want, no, I want all the established IPs yeah. not to go... Uh, Exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Again, I'd rather play games where I want to play them. And I mean, literally, because I think about me first before any company. But I'm just saying, if the game doesn't, let's say it's like Call of Duty. If your IP was already there, then it stays there. So like any other Persona game in the future will be multiplayer. But if they make um like a metaphor, but it, I don't know whatever that title is, you know, or another title like that, then that can be exclusive. But the if they make a Persona, it's everywhere. 
And I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to be upset about that or any gamer would, right? Like, it's like, okay, well, they're still making Personas. I love the series. We're good. Because I just want to play Trails and things like that everywhere. That's all I want. Um, and if, even if I don't play it, I'm going to buy it. But I, I'm sure I'll play it if they bring them because I'm on three, I think, right now. It's the next game I play. So, yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> it, would be, it would be good for them because Xbox, and I'm glad they identified this, the, the leadership at Xbox, they really took a look. And I'm glad they really took it to the actual top. Satya, and then I'm sure he took it to the board, is that you have to have content on a box. If you don't, you're going to get squeezed out of the market. And so that's why they're trying to make these purchases, and some of their documents have revealed that, and I think you know, that's another reason they want content. Diversity, right? Because what's Nintendo got really going for? We think Nintendo, you think family games, right? Mm-hmm. So Xbox, if they can start swinging that kind of thing, and then also you'll have your shooters. It's been a shooter box forever. Then you'll have your JRPGs, your strategies, your action games. And once you start filling out that content catalog, the rest will take care of itself. And that could be Game Pass subs as opposed to hardware. Like, I don't know how they want to measure it. Doesn't have to just be the box. But I have a feeling whatever they're using as that metric will take care of itself. Yeah, I I agree. I think so, too. Uh, At least, hope so. But uh, anyway, Patrick, uh, we're going to end the show here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I don't know why I'm trying to do a bomber oppression now, <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for listening. If they uh, if they have any questions for the podcast, they can email us at gamingtimes09 at gmail.com. You can follow me on the Twitter at uh, Isaac underscore IDK. Patrick, where can the people find you? Uh, you can email me at gamingtimespatrick at gmail.com, and you can find me on Twitter at timespat. I want to thank everybody for listening. And remember, enjoy gaming. Mm-hmm.